0: Welcome to the First Lady of Nutrition podcast. Anne Louise Gittleman is a New York Times bestselling author of over 37 books on diet, detox, the environment, and women's health. For more than four decades, Anne Louise has been regarded as a leading voice and visionary in nutrition and who has fearlessly stood on the front lines of holistic and integrative medicine. For more information, check out annlouise.com. That's a n n l o u i s e.com. And here's your host, Ann Louise Gittleman.
1: Hi, everyone. Ann Louise Gittleman here for First Lady of Nutrition. I'd like you all to visit annlouise.com where you'll see the latest and greatest new articles, podcasts, and downloads. But today we have an interesting guest. He's someone I've known for over 30 years. He exemplifies truth. Courage and the ability to overcome all odds. He's none other than James Templeton, who will talk to us about the Templeton Wellness Foundation and what he is giving back for those that are now on their final fights through cancer. James, welcome to First Lady of Nutrition. Thank
0: you, Anne Louise. It's great to be with you as always.
1: (laughs) It's a pleasure to be with you. Now, you have a foundation. What sets aside your foundation from any other foundation that's out there?
0: Well, my foundation—I don't know if it's if it's totally different than every foundation because I think most foundations are are meant to help others and to try to give back in some kind of way or another. But my foundation, Templeton Wellness, was uh, formed uh, in about 2020, and we started. Uh, working with people that had cancer. I'm a cancer survivor for 37 years of stage four melanoma. And uh, back back then, I was starting to see my family, my friends, my colleagues get cancer more and more as we get older. And I got tired of seeing uh, many of them uh, pass away. And I just, I just said, I've got to do something. I have a story. It's been over 30 years and you know uh, as a survivor and I have a lot to share and I wanted to give people hope because a lot of these people are giving uh, near death sentences and and they're told to either get their affairs in order or they've got you know 2 or 3 or 4 years left to live and things like that and and a lot of them sort of accept that and I want to help people know that there's so much that they can do. And what we do at Templeton Wellness is educate and help people make better decisions. And I guess you could say that it's all about giving people hope, knowing that there's so much that they can do. And I always like to say, look, you know, if I can get well from cancer, and many of the people that I have interviewed on Templeton Wellness, uh have gotten well from a late stage cancer, then why can't they too? So there's a lot, a lot of things they need to know and learn and get it, be become educated. And that's what we're all about at Templeton Wellness. We educate people. We let them know the things that we feel are helping the most people. And uh I wrote a book uh in 2019. The book is called I Used to Have Cancer. How I Found My Own Way Back to Health, and uh, I wrote that book, and this is about my story and uh, how I overcame my stage four diagnosis uh, back in 1985 when I was was diagnosed, and I didn't know a thing about any of this natural cancer uh, healing uh, modalities. I didn't know anything, but My story talks about how I discovered and probably why I'm still here today and the things that happened to me. And it's a very interesting story how I met in three days, uh, three different people that changed my life forever while I lay there suffering in the hospital uh, many, many years ago. And, uh, you know, so I share the things that I have done, the things I have learned, And then I look at it like, okay, what if I had to do this over today in this day and time? Well, I've learned so much and I would make a lot of probably some more changes in the things that I did. So I share that on Templeton Wellness and uh, I I try to interview the the best people I can find with the best stories, the best inspirational stories, uh, and also the top experts in the world the uh, doctors and practitioners that have helped people for some of them up to 50 years or more and these are these are doctors around the world many of them and and many of them in our country but uh these these people these men and these these women uh people that i interview uh really really uh kind of uh give you the knowledge that you need to make the proper decision because I like to know let people know that if if you have a diagnosis of cancer it's probably one of the most curious things that will ever happen to you and uh, a lot of us get very very anxious and, and and you know all upset of course it's a normal thing and the doctor's telling us we need to do surgery or chemotherapy or or whatever and they sometimes try to rush you into making a decision so what we're about is helping people make better decisions take a few days maybe two or three weeks whatever educate yourself and and make the right decisions that's all what we are really all about at templeton wellness
1: so james you know i'm an author of over 35 books on diet yes there's one thing i believe in that is that there's no one diet that fits everybody i'm not a believer in keto for everybody and i'm not a believer in paleo for everybody some people really fail on their faces when they begin a vegan diet mm-hmm. so what i get really upset about is that there are a lot of cancer experts out there that talk about one diet fits all they talk about a raw foods raw juice diet which i am vehemently against can you speak to that please
0: well you know i can't speak for every one because some people will uh, claim that they they have great results with some of these diets and uh, some don't and I think that uh, there's a lot of good diets out there that the key factor as far as I'm concerned the things I have learned is that you got to keep the sugar very low cancer feeds off the of sugar foods that are high on the glycemic index foods that that are high in carbs high in fructose high in and even fruit, fruit contains a lot of sugar. And a lot of people are saying eat a lot of fruit. Fruit has uh, phytonutrients, you know, that are very important and can help with cancer, but you gotta be very careful because in my opinion, anyway, that's just my opinion, that sugar feeds cancer. Uh, a lot of the, the, the uh, diets that people follow aren't satisfying, uh, they're lacking in sometimes in protein, lacking in in certain uh, maybe fiber, you know, fibers of prebiotic, seventy to eighty percent of our immune system is is the gut health, and that's the the good bacteria, the the microbiome, whatever you want to call it in our gut that really helps uh, increase our our immune response. Our immune system is the key for fighting cancer. But you've also got to understand that many people out there, many experts around the world believe that cancer is none other than a fungus, a candida type fungus. And candida is is uh, fed by sugar, by sugar, by, uh, you know, vinegars. Things that are are pasteurized, things that have been heated up and destroyed, the good bacteria. So you have to be very careful and educate yourself. A lot of people do very well on like a paleo type diet, which is very helpful for people, which is high in, in uh, healthy proteins and, fat. and, and fats, healthy fats. Uh, it's high in fiber. It's, you can eat nuts and seeds. You can eat lots of vegetables. I like to say cruciferous vegetables are the key. Lots of cruciferous cancer-fighting vegetables are the real key as far as diet goes. In a low-sugar, low-carb uh, diet works the best for most people. And if you're going to eat grains at all, uh, you need to eat the whole grains. And, it's, and you need to understand that grains these days are high in cadmium and arsenic. And you really need to soak these grains overnight. And, and, and uh, I interviewed an a, uh, expert in doing this, uh, uh, Stephen Acuff. Is uh, the, the
1: macrobiotic yes, expert. Yes, and he
0: explains how important that is today. Because when I started, I, I was on a macrobiotic diet. Well, you know, we we soaked a lot of our grains, but we ate all whole grain organic, organic, is the key also, always eat organic, you know, as much as possible. Don't don't uh, think that you don't need to because that's a real important uh, aspect of fighting cancer.
1: Well, you and I are both fans of the late Nicholas Gonzalez.
0: Yes. Because
1: as you know, his teacher, who was his teacher? That was the orthodontist. William
0: Donald Kelly.
1: Very unorthodox orthodontist. He was healed of his cancer by our teacher, Dr. Hazel Parcells.
0: Well, that's according to her, and she lived to be 106. She's not around anymore, but uh, the, the, uh, the word that we received from her, and again, that's just what we heard, is that uh, he had what he thought was pancreatic cancer. His mother uh, sent him to Dr. Hazel Parcells, and Dr. Hazel Parcells uh, put him on a program that she recommended, and uh, I'm not sure if it was everything. I think he took it to another level, and uh, anyway, he got well, and it inspired him to want to try to go out and help other people.
1: Which he did with the use of pancreatic enzymes. Yes,
0: he started using uh, Dr. John Beard's work from the early 1900s.
1: Brilliant, brilliant stuff. So the use of enzymes was important, but I wanted to get at the fact that Dr. Gonzalez believed, and I think he took this from Dr. Parcells ultimately, although he didn't realize it, was that there wasn't one diet that fit all different types of cancer. So God forbid if you had melanoma what kind of diet should you use if you had a lymphatic situation what would you use suppose it was breast cancer or ovarian cancer what are the different diets that were suggested for these various maladies
0: well the, the diet that, that he used was based on the autonomic nervous system uh, we are all uh, you know part of that uh, system ex- in, uh, meaning that we're either sympathetic dominant or parasympathetic dominant and are in between somewhere or another and parasympathetic dominance is is more of a low-key person that's more relaxed doesn't get upset very easily more laid back that's you and uh then you get a sympathetic (laughs) dominant person that's that is uh you know the fight or flight (laughs) syndrome person that you know is is wound up easily, very anxious, easily. The racehorse. You know, yes. Uh, the, I like to call it the, uh, the turtle in the hair a little bit, you know, kind of uh, <laughs> type of way of looking at it.
1: Very good.
0: And very good. Uh, so that the thing is, is some of us are in the middle more, which is, created, is called balanced, and some are more extreme. So the diet that you need is based on where you are there and they have certain ways of determining whether you're parasympathetic or sympathetic dominant. So a person that, and also the type of cancer that you have, some cancers like the, the, uh, uh, cancers that are the immune type cancers that are, uh,
1: leukemia
0: or leukemia, myeloma, uh, 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 melanomas, uh, lymphomas, a lot of those people tend to have to have more protein, more animal protein than someone else that's maybe a sympathetic dominant that maybe let's say has like a hard tumor like a breast cancer or prostate cancer. Those people tend to eat less animal protein depending on the extremity that they are, as far as the balance, whether they're if they're extreme, sympathetic, dominant, or maybe in the middle somewhere, and that's based on on uh, uh, William Donald Kelly's work, uh, Nicholas Gonzalez's work, and Dr. Linda Isaacs. And Linda Isaacs uh, uh, does the same kind of work now, which was uh, she was married to Nicholas Gonzalez and worked with him for over twenty five years before his untimely death and and uh so she she works with people and i really think that she's really uh top notch uh she works with the enzyme therapy and they they really have had great results from what i've seen i've interviewed several people with pancreatic cancer which is i think something like two percent uh recovery rate with with pancreatic cancer i mean it's just most people just don't recover from it and, uh, you know, in conventional medicine standards. And the thing about it is, is um, these people, and I've interviewed several, they take huge amounts of supplements and pancreatic enzymes, and they follow a specialized diet based on this this system we've talked about. So I find it to be very, 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 yes, They're very, customized. very customized and very uh, amazing Uh, but it also depends on how well a person will stick with the program. With any kind of cancer uh, healing program, you've got to stick with it. You can't jump around from one to the next. Now, of course, if you're not having good results with something after you've really dug in for a while, then don't, don't think if that's not quite working right, maybe you need to make an adjustment, make a little change. But the fact is is that most people do very well if they roll up their sleeves they do the work and uh you know and really uh, give it their all because that's that's the important part and they make a lot of changes in their life and and develop a positive attitude because you know the emotional side the belief side the 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 brain you know believing in what you're doing is, I think, is 50%, maybe more, of any kind of a healing, especially from cancer.
1: Hi, my friends. Before I go any further, let me take a moment to to acknowledge my sponsor, Unike Health, at unikeyhealth.com, which is your universal key to health since 1992. I have been a spokesperson for this company for over 30 years. They're the home of all my weight loss plans, the FAP Lasting Bio Builder, which has been featured in national magazines. They also carry the ultimate brain support and the magnesium multitasker. So whether it's weight loss, internal cleansing, or just targeted health support, go to UnikiHealth.com. Tell them Anne Louise sent you. What I thought was so extraordinary with Nicholas Gonzalez, I heard a lot of his lectures and was a big fan, is that he would tell stories of some survivors where he would tell them never to eat a salad again, Mm -hmm. they had to eat meat, potatoes, potatoes five times a week. Don't touch a salad. Other people had yeah. to live on salad. So he customized the program. He customized the diet for the patient. Yeah. Not There was not a concept that one diet fit all. Yeah. And I really thought he was remarkable in that regard. Well,
0: I think what happened back probably, it's probably been 30 years ago or more, I heard of Nicholas Gonzalez's work and uh, I, I remember talking to well, one of our friends, and her son-in-law had cancer, and he was doing very well on that program. And so I started to get interested in it, and she was telling us about how people did very, very well on the program. And I started list, looking into things and listening to what I could find. I mean, this was before we had the internet the way it is now, and all that, so it wasn't as easy. But I remember finding a interview. Uh, With Nicholas Gonzalez and uh, he was talking about one of his patients that had melanoma stage four melanoma as I did and he he told this person, he said, I don't want you to ever because this guy was a runner like I was. And this guy was eating salads every day, living on salads almost only. And that's what I was doing
1: too. for
0: six or seven years. That's all I did was salad eat salad. and cereal, right? And, well, mostly mostly raw foods and, and uh, vegan type oh, diet.
1: recipe for disaster.
0: And so he told this guy, I don't want to ever see you eat another salad in the rest of your life. He says, I want you to eat meat every day. And I want you to eat uh, root vegetables this is the key for you to get well. The guy started to do that. And after a short period of time, they couldn't find any cancer in his body, you know? And I just remember that stuck with me and I've been a big fan ever since. And uh, not not saying I followed that back then, but it was like, uh, it caught my attention. And now I've learned that that still is, is the case with most of these people depending on the kind of cancer, that, depending on their their overall uh, uh, system and, and their uh, their autonomic nervous system uh, balance. And that, I mean, that's the key. So Nicholas,
1: Nicholas Gonzalez had already passed away. You, you never did an interview with him, but mm-hmm. his partner, Linda Isaacs, can be found at Templeton Wellness. Yes,
0: she's on uh, templetonwellness.com. Uh, It's a great interview. And I. who
1: else would you recommend? We gave people the top five interviews. Linda Isaacs, I really support her program. What about Joe Tippins?
0: Well, Joe Tippins was a a man that kind of stumbled into something. He was diagnosed with small cell lung cancer. Now, Joe's not a doctor. Joe's not a practitioner. Joe's a regular guy, just like me, a businessman that, that, found out that he had small cell lung cancer, and was basically given a very short time to live, just like a few months. And uh, he did do some chemotherapy, but after the chemotherapy, the cancer had spread all over his body, and it was in his bones and other parts of the body. Originally, he had a tumor in his lung, and the actual tumor shrunk after the chemotherapy but then he found that it had spread the cancer all over i don't know what whether it was a chemo or what but it spread to other parts of his body so now they're saying you know you don't have much time to live so joe is pretty desperate he has a good friend that he had in college Uh, a friend of his was a veterinarian and he contacted joe and he said look joe he said, you know, there's an interesting study about a dog dewormer. And it's a ha- dog
1: dewormer. Yes.
0: It's a, it is called fenbendazole. And fenbendazole is sort of like ivermectin. A lot of you have heard of ivermectin. Ah. It, this is for small animals like your dog and you know, your cats and things like that. But it's uh, something that this guy said there was a doctor. And the doctor was doing, doing studies with cancer and was had this whole uh, bunch of mice, you know, in this study. Well, the mice came down with parasites and the mice had, had been injected cancer and they had, were full of cancer. And uh, so the, the mice came down with parasites and the doctor said, it was a woman doctor, she says, I've got to get rid of these parasites. So I'll just give them finbendazole. And their in their food. Well, the mice ended up eating all the fenbendazole up, and the and the parasites weren't there anymore. And, and the majority of them, this is the story I hear anyway. Have heard, and uh, but meanwhile, during this this time when she was doing this study, she came down with uh, a extreme uh, type of cancer that was a stage four cancer, and. Was basically sick herself with cancer, and and she knew how serious this was. So she thought, well, you know, uh, after after looking at the mice and seeing the parasites were gone, she also discovered another thing. And right, it's all happened right at once. Here she says, "Oh my gosh, you know, there's no cancer in most of these mice. You know, there's no parasites, but now there's no cancer. What the heck happened?" So she thought this this stuff is getting rid of cancer, so she started taking the finbendazole herself, you know, to see what would happen. And I think it was three or four months later. There's no sign of cancer in her body, so this is where it all started. And and then Joe found out about this, and he started doing the finbendazole his friend had told him about, and he kind of came up with a protocol based on his own little research. And uh, he he started doing this, and I believe he said it was like uh, ninety to uh, one hundred twenty days. He took this this uh, fenbendazole three days a week, four days off, three days a week. And it it's it's just like a uh, thousand milligrams of material, but it yields two hundred twenty two milligrams per serving of fenbendazole.
1: It's a powder, so
0: it's just a little white granular powder. No taste, no taste, nothing. So he started doing this and and then he goes to the doctor, "There's no sign of cancer. He had cancer everywhere in his body. There's no sign of cancer, and the doctor's like, "Oh my God, you know, must have been the chemo, right?" Well, he knew it wasn't the chemo that did it, but uh anyway, so Joe started getting really excited, and he says, "I've got to share this with as many people as I can." So he wrote a blog, and uh it's Joe tippins' blog and uh Literally, we found out about about this, and I normally don't interview people that have just overcome cancer, you know, and a you know like a, two or three years ago, because they, you know, it's not long enough to really, you know, uh, to to know if it's really going to stay away or not. But anyway, Joe Joe was doing so well, I had to interview him, and then we ended up getting a half a million views just from the, the first interview just from that because it got people's attention uh-huh. and uh, I've interviewed him uh, three, times. three times and I I probably should interview him again because I want to see how he's doing but the last year I interviewed him he was doing great no sign of cancer he's he stays on top of it but it's amazing and I've talked to other doctors that have come on board with with the idea that hey if I'm going to treat somebody you know no matter what they're doing whether they're doing chemotherapy or whatever they're doing i'm going to give them finbendazole also what what's why wouldn't it hurt because finbendazole activates the p53 gene which is the cancer fighting gene in our bodies and and most people that have cancer the p53 gene is shut down and not doing the the job anymore and it also they they did some studies with this uh, I believe it was Stanford, uh, did some studies with this. And they found that it also acts like a sugar blocker to the uh, to the cancer. The uh, The cancer can't get the sugar because the fenmenzoal acts kind of almost like a wall a sugar blocker. And then the other thing that they've discovered that's a really big deal Cancers have something called microtubules that are almost like the legs of the cells that help it to, you know, maintain its strength and, and its balance and, you know, like any living thing. And this, this, uh, this finbendazole seems to just knock the legs right out from under these cells and destroy these cells in their tracks. So it's very interesting. So I got interested enough to want to interview more people. So I've interviewed several other people. And uh, that had, you know, just uh, stage four terminal cancer. Uh, One fellow had two different types of cancer; it was all over his body, and he didn't change his diet. I mean, Joe didn't change his diet; he didn't do anything. I know
1: that's what I found. And I I always said,
0: "Did you change your diet?" no, I probably shoulda. Very bad. But the thing about it is, is as uh, this other guy did this program. And there's absolutely no signs of cancer in his body. And he says, Hey, I don't, I didn't, I'm I have the worst diet in the world, James. <laughs> and so I'm surprised. So I see I would do the healthy diet, I would do that 100%. and all the other 100%. things. Yes, all the other things that I talk about on Templeton Wellness and in my book, uh, would be a, a very probably smart thing to do, also. And and then I interviewed a nurse that had Uh, stage four cancer that was she found a huge tumor it was in her colon and they basically told her to get her affairs in order she did it you know this is three four months is all they do this for and you know i'm not saying they stop but that's when they start to see the results she had the same thing no sign of cancer so Mm -hmm. hey there's there's many people that that have had these results like this i haven't interviewed them all but i've heard so I'm just thinking that, hey. So
1: you're giving people a forum. So tell me where we can listen to more interviews. Templeton
0: templetonwellness.com.
1: So you interview survivors and doctors with world-renowned clinics. Who are your favorite doctors, quickly?
0: Well, my favorite doctors would be, uh, there's a Dr. Raymond Helu. He's in Spain. And he does girl. he does uh, special blood testing to where he can see, get to the root of the problem. What did he, he teach it- you? Well, he taught me one important thing, which I find very interesting, and I and I'm not surprised because that's kind of the thing that I that I've seen myself in my own experimental blood testing that I've done, you know, just just on myself and friends. And uh, Doctor Hilo uses the same type of a system, and he said he has never seen a person with cancer that didn't have mercury toxicity, heavy metal toxicity, and mercury. So what I have found in my own studies with people is most people have heavy metal toxicity, mercury, especially uh, lead, arsenic, aluminum, cadmium, cadmium, all these things, as you know. And uh, also these people uh, had, uh, in many cases, have parasites, intestinal parasites. Uh And, you know, look at finbendazole. Joe says it has nothing to do with parasites, but I'm wondering... Because parasites is a huge, huge immunosuppressive thing. Agent. And uh, the the other thing is uh, candida. Candida albicans, candida fungus in the body. Uh, You know, everybody I've ever seen that had cancer under a microscope. From my research. Has a
1: lot of yeast. Has a
0: lot, a lot of yeast candida overgrowth. And I've almost always used to see markers for parasites heavy metal uh toxicity levels and and other things but these are key factors so it really gets your attention that a person with cancer needs to really consider these things and also they need to understand that a lot of these heavy metals that people have are from the teeth from the uh, teeth in your uh mouth from your from your mercury amalgams and from uh the, uh, the bacteria the anaerobic bacteria from root canals. root canals and one of the other favorite interviews is Dr. Stuart Nunley that's oh, I,
1: our dentist yes
0: Dr. Stuart Nunley out of Texas is a wonderful interview uh very important information uh, uh is very very important uh and and uh we talked about Dr. Linda Isaacs uh we talked about Frank, Shall- not Frank Schallenberger. I haven't talked about him. He's very, very good and interesting doctor. I uh, interviewed him twice, Dr. Frank Schallenberger. Uh, another doctor that uh, is wonderful is Michael Carlfelt. Michael Carlfelt is in Boise, Idaho. He's a naturopath. He's an excellent person to, to follow and to learn from and, uh, and, uh, uh, Tony Jimenez is a r- wonderful doctor. Uh, he's, uh, has a clinic down in Mexico, but, uh, Oasis of Hope that he's, he's, uh, these guys really come from the heart and they've seen it all and, uh, check out the interviews and, uh, Dr. Lloyd Jenkins, uh, from, uh, uh he's in Spain also. And, uh, he is uh, the budwig center in there, and there joanna budwig's uh, work and uh he he's very important to to listen to also there's a lot more but uh Templeton, thomas levy
1: templetonwellness.com yeah. and tell us one more time the name of your book before we go
0: I used to have cancer.
1: So check out I used to have cancer on Amazon, templetonwellness.com, and the Templeton
0: Templeton List. (laughs) We have to talk about the Templeton List. And the Templeton List is a restaurant guide to the healthiest restaurants in America. This is a guide that I put together. Uh, It's taken over three years. We've got over 5,000 restaurants in every area of the country. Uh, these are the the best organic farm to table. Uh, we have a very strict regimen uh, of of uh, requirements for these uh, restaurants, and uh, they have to follow these. In, and And uh, they're usually four and five star restaurants according to our our uh, requirements. And, uh, I think you'll love that. You can, it works off of Google maps. You can uh, go right there, use your phones, your, your computer, uh, wherever you're at when I travel, you know, because I'm trying to help people find healthier choices. And, uh, if you have cancer, I always like to tell people to eat at home as much as possible so they can fully control, you know, their diet, and what they put in their bodies. But, but sometimes it's good to get out and, and uh, myself for years had to travel a lot and I wanted to eat healthy. And sometimes I'd drive an hour just to find a restaurant that I could even eat at. And uh, so this helps a lot when I'm on the road, I try to eat as much as I can uh, and plan my trip around the Templeton list. So templetonlist.com <laughs> and tell your friends because there's a lot of, people now going on there. And this is all uh nonprofit. It's all about me giving back, uh, giving people hope, giving people better choices, making, uh, uh giving them uh, better education, I believe, and, uh, steering them, hopefully steering them in the right direction to make the, the best decision that they can for their, for their longevity and to overcome any, uh, God forbid, cancer diagnosis.
1: So will you come back and be my guest again? Oh,
0: I love it. Anytime.
1: (laughs) Thanks, James Templeton. Thank you, James. And thanks all of you for listening. Yet once again to First Lady of Nutrition, have a wonderfully healthy, prosperous, and a week full of shalom and good vibrations. Shalom (music) uvracha. please don't forget to subscribe and like First Lady of Nutrition podcast. Thank you so very much.